Welcome to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Here's your host, Tim Wilkins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Today's edition, it's a good good topic, good fun one, is in the most recent week of, in the world of sports, we had a great host by the name of Pat McAfee announced that he's going to ESPN. We're going to take the outlook, the projections of what may happen. I'm joined by the co-host of co-host Chris joining me once again. Chris, I appreciate you joining me for this awesome topic. Uh, we, the reason why we're bringing this up, yeah, I appreciate it, bud. We're we're uh, we're talking about this topic because obviously it, it it caused a huge uproar in the sports community uh, of fandom because I think he's naive to think that the show will not be affected by going to ESPN. And uh, Chris, I kind of want to hear your thoughts here in a second about what exactly the outlook might be, but I think we'll be remiss if we didn't include the fact that obviously his fandom or his sports program was built upon YouTube and, and, and alternative media. And the fact of the matter is this, is he worked originally with, I'll give the, all the details and facts that people may or may not know. He originally was on barstool sports. And if you look at the facts here, uh, it's pretty, you know, just the facts of the matter. He, uh, everyone knows him from obviously his time with the Indianapolis Colts as a punter and holder. Uh, but after retirement, uh, he went to Barstool Sports and was hosted on Sirius XM Channel and had a show there. Uh, in 2018, he left Barstool Sports. And he decided to open up his own business, his own business called PMI, which is Pat McAfee Incorporated. Uh, and it, obviously the show started small and ran on Sirius XM. Uh, had a show with the Hockey Talk, which that's obviously Mike Roop, uh, Rupper. And a you know AQ Shipley, a lot of other hosts that went along the way. And uh, in 2019, he did a two-hour weekday radio show. The Pat McAfee show started in 2019, and was uh, on Westwood One. And then uh, in 2020, he left there, went to Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM from 12 to 3. And pretty much what you see now, what the show has become, is now the current day product. Uh, and so he got himself a job at ESPN's college game day. So he's obviously been exposed to the, and has done also simulcast during the college football season. So this recently last week, there was some speculation where he was going to go and it was a no brainer. We, we as fans knew kind of where he was going to go. And 
obviously he went uh, to TSPN, which a lot of fans, Chris, I think we can agree, are kind of at a point where they're like, you guys just ruined everything you guys built based on going, going to the mouse. And rightfully so. I, I'm right there with them in that belief. He even said it. He can't swear. That's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of. Let's just talk about it, Chris. I mean, what is yeah. what is your view of, of ESPN? I mean, I haven't watched ESPN live hourly long programming, but I don't know Sports Center or anything else since I was what probably early two thousands uh, for me, uh, and I haven't watched it really much at all. I, I'm not a fan of their programming, other than I mean occasionally i mean occasionally i might catch them gr- briefly but i don't stay on that channel very long you know there's better sports programming out there so want to hear your thoughts on it i mean i'll dive into it a little bit more here but i think we'll, we'll talk about some of the outlet the, the, the outcry about it here shortly but i'll see you hear your yeah. thoughts on it yeah, so you know, I think I think obviously a, a topic that's been big in in the sports world here over the last couple of uh, you know last week to ten days, um, you know, and I and I'll give a, another plug to a to a show I listen to that's also an alternative is uh, is uh, Fearless with Jason Whitlock, who has a really good in in depth discussion about the the impact of of McAfee's decision, and I I really it's a great it's a great listen. Um, from a more holistic standpoint, but you know, from from our standpoint, and and as you mentioned, I mean, I'll I'll go back a couple of weeks ago. I was uh, I was getting a haircut, um, and the barbershop had ESPN on, and I I you know I cut the cord years ago and don't watch outside of maybe a few live sporting events on ESPN. I I don't watch any of their their programming anymore, whether it be you know, I think we all grew up if you grew up in the '90s and early 2000s, remember all the some of all the great stars of ESPN, the Stuart Scotts, the Rich Eisen, the Dan Patrick's, uh, uh, you know, just a who's who list of, of, of broadcasters and, and ESPN, you know, over the last, oh, I, you know, you almost could say the last almost two decades does, hasn't really built any new stars. And as ESPN has continued, has continued to go down this, this, uh, this, this woke path that they have over the last, I'd say, five to seven years where it's become really, and, and I'll quote the, the great, the great Clay Travis, where he calls it MS ESPN, where really sports is sports is secondary and politics is first. And in some ways it's not, it's, it's in no way even uh, much different from watching, you know, MSNBC or, or CNN. So uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, in my personal opinion, I, I was a, not an avid watcher of the Pat McAfee show. I mean, I would watch, you know, I'd, in the evenings, I'd watch a, re- watch a replay the first maybe hour or so. I, I wasn't a religious watcher of all three hours of a show every week, just simply because I can't focus at work. I, I can't, I can't, you know, chew gum and, and walk at the same time. And I can't, you know, I couldn't listen to that and then also try and, and work. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, McAfee, you know, we should also mention too, I, when you're going through as well, Tim, the fact that, you know, the deal that he had signed uh, last year with FanDuel, I think it was a 10-year or five-year, $120 million deal. So, obviously, huge money there. Yeah, uh, I, was, I forgot to mention that, but it was five years, $120 mil, 
Yeah. And he was going into year three of that deal. Yeah. Um, and the reason why that even deal came about really was because he, he did a same game parlay and won a boatload of cash. And they kind of put a deal together. Um, it, it, to me, it, it's, it's disheartening. Think, it's disheartening because honestly, the guys. The, the frustration that people have is the fact that, you know, in this era of, of sports media where it's, everybody says it's, it's, it's a lot like it's a lot like the, you know, the political news media. Everybody says the same thing. It's just regurgitated. It's the same talking points. It's the same worn out, boring topics. You get this one guy on here, Pat McAfee, who's got, you know, uh, you know, who's who's not as polished per se, but has has personality, has has a persona. You know, he brings in folks like AJ Hawk. You know, he mentioned AQ Shipley. Uh, you know, recently he added. Um, Pac, he brought Pac Man Jones in. Pac Man Jones, yeah. Yep. The uh, the uh, the toxic table. I mean, there was yeah, there, there's a lot of these... good guys on that network. Too. Yeah, there's a lot of good guys on that show. And and yeah. the one thing that kind of it, it's really bothering a lot of fans like myself is he is his approach to it was obviously let's just give it full circle here and give it all full transparency. Him and his uh, his wife just recently had a baby girl, which I understood. But before this off season occurred in the NFL season. Uh, he was talking about this kind of condensing down some of the behind the scenes stuff, which a network could help. And I, I understand as a business mindset, you kind of want that. But um, at some point, you're going to walk away from $120 million to go, which, by the way, the records of the contract with ESPN are not disclosed uh, as of yet, as of the money and the time and the term. So, and I think, to be fair, you know, let's just say hypothetically, it's the same term dates. It's five years, and the money is undisclosed. That's whatever. I just think, um, it it kind of puts a hamper on a lot of things, man. I I don't. I think he's also very naive, very naive to think of of not think about the political nature in which he of the network has been. And I recently, and I will say this, we'll get into this again too here shortly. ESPN has taken obviously a very hard left turn when it comes to the politics side. And they, they're more of a, a, a pontificating and pandering to the left. When, it, when I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, it is not some kind of blowhard statement when I say that. It is well documented. Some of the hosts on that network have gone left and have basically called every white man in the country a racist on that network. And it's supposed to be about sports on that network. And I'm not going to name any names on who that is because out of respect for journalism, sorry, journalism's but dead. journalism's dead. Uh, but Janelle, Janelle was not one of those people on that network that was some, you know, you know, some greatness on that networking drawing ratings. And so I just think that Pat is naive to the notion that he's not going to be there. He's saying, on he's saying it right now on his shows. that Oh, he's not going to be told what to do, but just for the simple fact that he's going on a network and can't say the word fuck. <laughs> and I mean that nicely. 
because he drops. He's a swear. If you watch his shows, he his opening with Ty Schmidt it, 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 it is is the opening of the fucking doing the Mad Mel, and he swears during the opening. What the fuck are you doing? Like he, he uh, has his entire opening has a fucking swear word in it. So like yeah. you're gonna go into a network. What are you gonna do? Redo your whole opening? Yeah. Um, I guess so. But then the, cha the challenge, you know, and and and, and sorry, I'm gonna cut you off, Tim. But I think one of the things that we need to talk about is the fact that we live in a, in a time in an era where people long for um, authenticity. I think authenticity is is huge in 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 this day and age. And, in all types of you know, media, whether it's uh, uh, you know whatever, whether it's sports, whether it's news, whether it's politics, whether it's you know whatever, it cooking. I think people long for authenticity, and the challenge and the challenge now is the fact that there is no authenticity on television because folks, you know, especially at these large conglomerate networks, are put within a, in a very tight box of what they can and cannot say because ultimately, they're the um, the advertisers really make the call. And as advertisers who are so scared these days, just by anything that somebody says that could be remotely controversial, um, can get you booted. So that's why the Pat McAfee's of the world um, have become so popular because, because they're authentic, because they, you know, we thought, I mean, we'll use, we, you know, in terms of Pat, we'll use, we thought that Pat was, and he even talked about it, and you hear it in his op in his current opening where he says, you know, he doesn't want to be one of those made up phony characters. He, in in a way, he's taking a direct shot at ESPN. But now it's like, okay, you you were against the man, now you want to go work for the man. And I think that's the part that he, and maybe he does understand. Maybe he is that naive that he doesn't understand. That's why people are so upset because people long for authenticity. In, well, I, I will in, say this. I'll, I'll say this too, Chris, is when you watch a lot of his interviews, and I'll just include today's episode, which we record on 524, he has Michael Block, who is a sensational PGA pro that made the cut and finished in the top 15. He has UFC Dana White's on. He has the Sean McDermott on the show. He had a lot of – and his interviews are not like softball questions. Like I, I, I'll say every single interview I ever watch him do – with an athlete is completely different than any other interview you'll have done by some person in media because he comes across as a former player and it works and, and it, it, it does well, but I, I think he is naive. And I think uh, on, on a media side, on a sponsorship side, he did have FanDuel FanDuel ran, it pushed a lot of same game parlays and a lot of the sports betting side. And I understand for his ability to walk away from it. Hell, I'm surprised he didn't get sued for walking away from it, but that's just, you know, just what I, I, I think about that. And then he has other sponsors on the show that I, I think, you know, will will translate into to ads on ESPN. But to me personally, I, I don't, see it working i'll give him a i'll give him a season and respectfully to him and his team i think i'll give it a season uh before they realize that what they got themselves into and them going back independent and you know him going an alternative direction i i, I don't see how 
long-term sustainability is possible on that network. And I'll bring up this very valid point, Chris, that I, I just read today. And we did not think about this when we were talking about the show topic today. Was that the mouse, a.k.a. Disney and ESPN, did a huge layoff in the first quarter of the year. Yep. And these guys are that are working for the network, their final work dates here are in June, first week of June. So that announcement of her Pat McAfee to take over and, 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 and later in the, in the, in the fall to my personal view is tone deaf of the employees that are being laid off that are not some, uh, big name, uh, getting not doing renewed contract or anything like that. I'm talking about people that are middle class, making money, working at the network, being laid off. Then you sign a multi-year agreement with Pat, obviously, and spending that kind of money. It's a little tone deaf. And not to see anything from Jason Whitlock here, but Everything that uh, there's nothing wrong with Pat in a sense of signing the contract. Obviously, if you look at the transparency of the work he's done with ESPN in the past, it, it was a no brainer in a sense, if that makes sense, where there comes a relationship. If he already, you know, he already worked for college game day. He's done simulcast uh, on multiple college football games with uh, Peyton Manning's um, Omaha productions on ESPN too. Monday Night Football stuff, simulcast. So it was a no-brainer of the relationship part of it, right? I think we could both agree on that. It's kind of a no-brainer in that scenario. Um, I mean, I, I don't know but, if I fully agree. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a no-brainer, but I think it's <clears> – I mean, I think I think it's possible to have – you know, he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. But I think in in, in, in the – but he's not looking at it from the perspective of, of hey, you know, we're, you know, very much on the creative side. I, I, absolutely. He's living, he's not, he's definitely not thinking. <laughs> and he also, he, he, you got to factor in, let, let, you know, we, and we've talked about it. We've heard him talk about it, even the days after a show where he was having to defend his decision because he was getting so much blowback and backlash. The, the fact of the matter is he is putting, and he's, and he's talked about it multiple times on his, in his interviews. He, it seems like he's putting so much faith in, Jimmy Pataro, who runs ESPN, and um, Bob Iger, it's like, do you realize you're 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 messing with fire here, man? Like that's you're putting you're putting all this faith into basically empty suits. These these folks are empty suits in so many ways. Um, so it, it's it's very disheartening because the fact of the matter is, and listen, we if he says, listen, I want to take some of the some of the some of the legwork that goes into building a show because yeah, he talked about the amount of work, you know, and doing shows in the back of, <clears throat> of a, of a truck in Louisiana and things like that. There's no, there, we can't say, and obviously he has, he has, he and his crew have put a tremendous amount of work in, but when it comes down to it, if you're going to, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're going to want to be an alternative platform, be an alternative media, you have to realize that, that, the, that, it's gonna it what comes with what comes with independence also means work i mean let's let's use the let's let's go well i think i think we're i think we're forgetting a very big part of all this right and i think me and you we're we're pretty i would say electronically savvy right i think we're pretty decently good on a lot of things 
uh, when it comes to like the world of life and social media and everything else on the internet, he did not announce in his announcement whether or not the YouTube, his own per the team's YouTube channel is going to be used during the show. It's going to be on ESPN's YouTube channel, but not his. So for me as a person, that means they got all the leverage on his ass. Everything. Every single thing. There's no like, hey, I put the episode on his own, on his own channel after the fact. Yeah. All the other shows that he does inside in-house, I'll talk about them because they're obviously worth watching. That's Hockey Talk, which if you enjoy watching and listening to people that have played the game, talk about the game, that's Hockey Talk on Wednesday nights are awesome. Uh, and then you have, you know, Hammer Don, which is, you know, their, their gambling show. That's not going to be on ESPN. You know, those two shows aren't going to be on ESPN. So to me, it takes it, it to me. It, it, it kind of took uh, he 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 absolutely is making a joke about it, but he sold out and he sold out to, in my opinion, not the highest bidder by any means. Like, I, I think he could have bet on himself and gotten some corporate sponsors, some some sponsorship that translates in that space and stayed independent and done his own thing. I I. I I don't see how the FanDuel deal was bad. And I don't think we'll ever really hear from him about that because he doesn't talk about that. I think he's aloof to the fact, yeah. you know, to, to the to the, the notion that a lot of fans want to know, hey, man, what was so bad? You're making $120 million. He was giving away five to $10,000 a day in giveaways. Five, ten, five hundred dollar winners, and if you make, if a guy makes a putt, if a guy throws a freaking football in between a net, if a guy makes a half court basketball shot, they're giving away, they're giving away shit, and because they could, I'm not yeah. gonna do that. They're not gonna do that shit anymore. Oh. Once they, once they get on ESPN, or, they definitely ain't doing that shit. You know, and and, and you know, kind of building off that point as well. It's like if if Pat is so worried, if and if he, you know, he could be lying. But if Pat is so worried about the amount of hours and the time that it takes to put into the show, he could do something that's, uh, you know, would make some sense, like hire some more people. Like if all these networks like ESPN, like th there are good people at ESPN who are want who want to work hard, who are there because they want to work, not just because of political pressures and things like that. There are tons of, of good writers, good, good people that you can get on your show and to, to write and to storyboard your show and to, and to book guests. Like, you know, it's not, that's a, if that's the case, you could hire more people. Like it's, that's possible. You know, I, I, that's where I'm like, okay, man, like you say you want to take some of the, some of the pressure off, but it's like, yeah, you can also take the pressure off too, by just literally hiring more hey, being, people. Being, being a cat, being a person, being an entrepreneur and, and yeah. finding, people that are willing to do the job. That's one thing he also talked about was his, 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 I guess you can say lack of, or maybe his own self lack of knowledge of booking guests. Like he'll, he'll just ask, Hey, you want to be on the show tomorrow, which is fine. But I mean, at the same time, man, like it works. I mean, like today's exactly like today's show was very, in my personal view, entertaining because it had a golfer by the name of Michael block on who, is sensational over the last weekend. He was on there, which I'm not talking about. He has a sit down guy sit on the couch and has an interview. No, he pops him up on a Zoom call and you ask him questions. Like he's a good interview. Obviously, everyone knows who the hell Dana White is. Dana White's going to go on there and promote his uh, slap two on Rumble on Rumble Sports. 
And then you got Sean McDermott, who is the head coach of, of the Beals. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's just kind of one of those things where as a show, you, you enjoy it because it's like, cool, you get to hear from people that you normally don't get to hear from. And that's exactly. a great thing. That's a cool thing about Pat was he like he even had Ross Chastain on, uh, which actually AJ Hawk was the one hosting the show. And Chase, Chase Elliott was on it. Yep, Chase Elliott was on it. Uh, yeah. When you know, and he, when he made his return, and, and so it's from all intents and purposes, a lot of guys can talk about maybe the easiness. To, that's I think a lot of guys enjoy going on his show because how easy it is to get on the show. You know, he you know, and how it's approachable and how he goes about doing it. But at some point, Chris, I think he won't realize how bad this deal really is until I would say halfway through the season. That's just me. Um, because everybody knows this, that the football season for him in the world is pretty chaotic. It's for him personally, it's Monday through Friday, his show when this last season, he was doing college game day live. He was doing hit. He would, AJ Hawk would fly in or drive in on Thursday night, host Friday. He'll be live on set somewhere for college game day. And then he'll do college game day, Saturday morning, then fly home. And then obviously watch NFL stuff and do it all over again. He he had to step away from his WWE announcing gig so he could do college game day. So I think seriously to a lot of fans out there, I, I think they're correct in their assumptions that he sold out. The fact of the matter is long-term, I don't see that show being anywhere as near as good as it is right now. No. Um, once you once you put the censorship button on his show, it's going to be very, very, very bleh. like I, I mean, dude, the opening like the opening of the show is like it, 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 it's it, it's it's how many times he says what the fuck are you doing? Like he does it, he drops the f word like three times in the intro. Like it's done. Like once he puts that, once he gets rid of that introduction, it's over. <laughs> it's going to be like every other show, and it's that's like where I and I and you're right about that. I think it will be because. And I know he cracked a joke about it, about how there's going to be blocked segments and stuff. I, I don't think how legitimately and logistically, like he's not used to having hard outtakes, like hard outs. Like he's not used to that. Yeah. He, I mean, he did it a couple times with Sirius XM. He had hard outs with Westwood One. But like I'm talking about like every day having a hard out at the top of the hour. At, or the bottom of the hour, and then you have a midway half of the hour. Like it, it's different, dude. Like television nowadays and legacy media days, dude, is is so just bleh. Like it just, I can watch on YouTube. Like also too, man. Like you, you just talked about it earlier when you did your answer about like if you don't if you can't watch it the same time it's going on live, you can go back and watch it, right? Well, yeah. how are we gonna go about and do that? Like he didn't talk. He's very, very not answering questions. Like it's, it's the fans want to know, Hey, am I allowed to watch it on your, on your channel? Not censored. Am I allowed to watch it after the show is over on your channel? And that that's kind of what they want to know. I mean, I, I don't, he, he's going to get put into a corner by Disney, which he did say the word Mickey mouse. And he was like, oh, I can't say that for sure. <laughs> like that was yesterday's episode. That was hilarious. We had to stop himself. He's like, whoops. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's saying he's saying that nothing in the show is going to change. Like, you're changing yeah. right there, man. Like things you things you could say before and now you can't say. So to say that you're not 
that the show's not changing, but you're making subtle changes now is is showing. And, and you know, let's 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 talk about another elephant in the room. He, he says that Aaron Rodgers, they're still gonna have Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. If what if Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers comes on and starts talking about controversial topics, um, what's that gonna mean when for for the suits uh, at Disney? Are they gonna come after him and and say, hey, you gotta cut this out? I mean that, that that's, that's I, I one. think I think yeah. legitimately, dude. I'll say it. I think Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays is no more because and I, yeah, and that'll I, be the I, I don't think so. That'll be the death of the show. I mean, and, and that'll that'll be the absolute death of the show. And you got to factor in all. You know, you got to think about it from the perspective of you know he was last year when Aaron Rodgers was was on his show and was was talking about what what happened you know in 2020 and and you know and the media's coming after him. And e, like people at ESPN viciously coming after him, McAfee became a huge outlet for, um, for for Aaron Rodgers. So there, and Tim, we could talk about it all night. There's just so many things about this. And and and, and I was and while you were talking, I was li- I was thinking about it from the perspective of, and you know, I, I I've been harping on the idea of authenticity. And, you know, even I hope our viewers understand, like, this is us. Like, when we're having a conversation here, this is us having a conversation. The, the, the idea of, let's, let's use some examples, folks who, um, you know, just did in, in media, who changed media because, because of who they were, because of how authentic they were. Let's, let's, let's start out with the great Rush Limbaugh back in the 80s. He was just something different. You know, he was, he was, he was the alternative that nobody, from you know, from yeah, that brought the Midwest, all the you know brought Midwest conservative values all the way across the country. First to New York, or Sacramento, then to New York. Uh, had his own television show, but always loved radio. Rush was authentic. That's why people loved him for thirty plus years up until his death. Uh, Howard Stern. Howard Stern was something polarizing that guy, had, man, big time. Yeah, people had never heard before. How many times also help 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 launch Donald Trump into the into celebrityism too? That, yeah, that's you know so. yeah, you know, re, and and also put put satellite radio on the map. When Howard Stern took his show off off terrestrial radio and went to satellite radio, people thought that was the end of 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 Howard Stern. Instead, that actually made his show bigger when he went when he when he signed that first deal with Syria with Sirius. Um, you know, obviously things have changed, but let let's use those guys as examples of of how important authenticity, but also going to alternative platforms. Those guys like Rush Limbaugh owned his owned owned all of his stuff. The EIB network. That was him. You know, Howard Stern owned all of his stuff. You know, once he once he left uh once he left Terrestrial Radio in New York in New York. Well I mean those guys those I'll, guys I'll, own their stuff. I mean not to they cut did, you off here, but I think legitimately Pat is under leveraging himself and in a sense where, yes, he is trendsetting. He's trendsetting in a sense where it's an alternative media on YouTube and social media to do a sports show, right? And the way he does his interviews is is pretty awesome. And he has people on there that are not usually on legacy media, but he under leverages himself on this situation by going to the mouse. And the mouse is going to censor him. We're going way or the other. Politically, I'm sorry, but one what we just saw this happen with Barstool Sports, dude. Okay, with part with the El Presidente, he had to fire one of his long term guys, long, long reigning guys in the network that he has over 
arguably something stupid that he the guy did, but he got told to do it. Yep. Because he sold out. And, he and sold it out. because he, he sold out his his is a fifty one percent stake in, in Barstool. I think we're gonna have a serious all it takes is one of those guys on that channel on that show to say something offlandish and to be off and off the show. That's all it's gonna take. Boston Connor, Ty Schmidt, nothing wrong with those guys as people, but they're gonna learn real quick that they want they they're gonna keep Pat McAfee on, but they can get rid of you. And yep. and I I just think that legitimately with that scenario, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen with one of them. Now, when you're talking about Rush Limbaugh, you're talking about those guys. In my opinion, it's tough. You can't ever compare anyone to the greatness that is Rush Limbaugh. You can never compare. It is it is a night and day apples to oranges comparison when it comes to the man behind the microphone, the greatest microphone known to humanity in the conservative movement on, on, on radio. He was better. Hell, I listened to him every single day when we were in school, dude. Every single day. One way or the other, I got to listen to him. It was during my commute. It was during any of my other stuff that I was doing, but it was a part of my day-to-day life because you listen to him and he was talking about everyday issues. Like it wasn't, he was talking about everyday life with people across the country. And you heard the pulse of the country talk. Like he take phone calls every single day. Arguably, you, you heard it. And that's what I think Pat doing as well on his show. Now he's starting to take more and more phone calls, but they're all just congratulatory phone calls. I don't think he has taken one negative phone call on his show no. about this whole thing, which I think he needs to, I think he needs to, in order for this to blow over. And I, I know we're, we're wrapping this up here in order for it to blow over. He either has to overcome the obstacle that is in the room, the fat elephant in the room, not the mouse, the fat elephant in the room. He has put the fans at ease and his fans are not at ease by any means in the imagination because we know who ESPN is. Exactly. We, we've already gone through this before. We watched some of our greatest personalities that we used to watch when we were kids leave the network, i.e. Dan Patrick. Um, I used to watch a lot of ESPN when I was a kid. Um, but when these guys are getting signed, these huge on-air personalities are getting huge sponsorships. Not just sponsorships, but like a huge contract. Stephen A. Smith, which Stephen A. Smith, I, I have no personal qualms against Stephen A. Smith. But he deserves every piece of dollar he's ever made on that network because of the work he's put in over the years. He's also stayed with them by loyalty as well. And, Michael, and, he's all, and he's also started doing his own podcast. Yep, and now like, that's that's just recently too. So I mean, he, he's he's done that, and then he has, you know, you have Michael Greenberg, you know, Greeny, which go Mike and Mike in the morning was arguably the most legacy media radio show in during the early the, during the two thousands. I mean, they 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 had to separate for we don't know how that whole deal went by. I'm not a fan of ESPN. I, I'm I like Fox Sports. I like who I like to watch. I am. That's just who I am as a sports person. Like I watch MLB network in the morning with MLB central. I used to do good morning football. And, uh, you know, I watch McAfee, you know, and then I'll go by during baseball season, which lasts almost the entire length of the year. I'll go back to MLB and watch baseball, which right now the, the games are on right now. So it, 
to me, to wrap this up, man, I, I think what happens, Chris? I mean, how long do you think? You're, you're, in your opinion, how long does it last? Well, I mean, I, I, I give it, I give it a year. I give it a year at most, in my opinion. Because I, I, I think, I think a year is respectable, in a sense of the show. I think he never leaves college game day now. I think he's on there as a permanent staple on college game day. But uh, I don't see that show lasting more than a year on the network. I just don't. There's going to be too many there's going to be too many speed bumps and hiccups along the way, man. There just is. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about your your feeling on it, but what other spot he when he does he doesn't do ad reads on the show. He, he had Boston Connor do his ad reads, which he botches every single time. Um, I mean, I, I don't see who sponsors his show. So on a standpoint of money and sustainability, how do you how do you stay on the network? It, who you bring in, who you bring into the table that's going to stay with you on on the mouse? I mean, there, there's no money, and and Aaron Rodgers can. Tell him right now, hey, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going on the show anymore. Which, because he he, it it was blatantly obvious when this whole move was going on with Rodgers. They both were having a game and chips of who could one up each other, you know. So, and I call I think only time is going to tell. So, but I think we should time stamp time stamp this episode and. Uh... Yep. When what? when things things change, we'll definitely can come back and uh, have have the receipt. Absolutely, I appreciate it, man, for joining me. Appreciate everyone. Have a good rest of your week. Uh, try not to work too hard. Have a good three day weekend. Remember those who have lost for the ultimate sacrifice in this country, and uh, you know, do what you got to do. Have fun. Watch all three motorsports races on Sunday. Enjoy them. Because that's the greatest part about being American. You get to watch three motorsports races in one single day and then try to enjoy it with your fam. That being said, this is Tim, uh, Yankee Cowboy, signing off. Appreciate it, Chris, joining me as always. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, nice. Yep, sir. Thank you for listening to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Feel free to follow us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook.